You're very welcome to This Adult Life with myself, Mark Fennell, where we discuss all things to do with adult life. And as I always say, the good, the bad, and even the ugly. But today I'm talking about feeling stuck in a rut. And this episode was from an online seminar I ran where I was talking to people who were feeling stuck in a rut. Now you could feel stuck in a rut because of maybe the pandemic and being on lockdown, or maybe you just haven't found that thing you wanna do in life, maybe lacking fulfillment or lacking purpose or all of that stuff or whatever might have caused you to feel stuck in a rut. Maybe it's just you're not motivated anymore or lost confidence. There's so many things that can cause us to wind up feeling stuck not knowing what our next move is or even where we're going and we just lose all, I suppose, energy to move forward in life. So if that's you, if you've ever felt stuck in a rut or you feel stuck in a rut or maybe you know someone's stuck in a rut, well then this episode is for you. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode when you feel stuck in a rut on This Adult Life, the podcast. A lot of people right now are in a place where they're feeling like stuck in a rut. But right now, though, we're, we're in that place of stuck in that rut. We're in that place of no motivation or, or whatever the case may be. But let's talk about that tonight. And let's talk about what we can do for ourselves. And I'm hoping that by the time I kind of get through and have the chats tonight, that you're leaving a little bit better than when you joined, maybe. A little bit more. You, maybe you're here and hopefully you're a little bit better, happier or whatever. And not even that. And I don't say I have all solutions, but I'm going to talk about things that will encourage you. And tonight is purely about let's all just get some encouragement because I think that's what we all need right now. You know, we've got lots of tools and strategies and things to do and coping mechanisms and all of that good stuff. But right now we're just needing encouragement and a little bit of direction. Um, Is there anyone out there, you know, needing that? I know we all need it. I definitely need it. We all need it right now. Right now though, what I've just seen over the last while, just from talking with people and clients and different things, um, you know, a lot of us are stuck in that rut, but we're feeling different things. Some people don't feel stuck in a rut. They might feel sad or just low or, or no motivation or, or low self-esteem or, or, or even feeling like shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I didn't. And a lot of us are in that mindset now of just, oh, just the, you know, the blah, like I'm done with this. Like I wish this thing was over, but it's not. And I've no control. It's so frustrating. And then there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know, with, we know about the story of the businesses, people, businesses closed, you know, shut up shop. Um, and we know obviously with homeschooling and trying to negotiate that and we've got all of these things that are going on right now and it's been going on a little bit too long for most of us isn't it true and that's why I said tonight that we need to have a chat I've said before they say we're all in this together we are but we've all got different stories and tales of woe to tell because we're all having different experiences one thing that I'm seeing with people right now is that some of us are feeling a thing not necessarily stuck in a rut or yeah a lot of motivation or just not, you know, just having bad days and more bad days maybe than good. But a lot of us right now are feeling guilty. Guilty. And, I, and, and a lot of people I've spoke with, and you're thinking, how? But here's why. Because a lot of people I've spoke with, you know, with, with, with clients and guilty that I, I'm not the best homeschooling mum. Uh, guilty that I'm not being the best mum I could be. Guilty that I'm, I'm trying to be the best father I could be. Guilty that I'm not in the gym or guilty I'm putting on the weight and I want to lose it. Guilty that I'm not writing the blogs like I thought I would. Guilty that I thought this time off would be so productive and I'd achieve millions of things, but I'm not. And guilty of all of these things that we, expectations we would have had on ourselves or even just trying to survive and say, I thought I'd be okay with this, but I'm really not dealing well. I feel guilty for not being able to survive this thing as in, I'm, I'm struggling and people are feeling bad for struggling and I think that's so bad that's so terrible because they shouldn't because 
we've all got these things that we've been dropped into, into the deep end. And I wanted to talk a little bit about guilt because a lot of people are feeling guilty. They're, they're using other terminologies, but when you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, they're saying, I feel guilty because I'm sitting on the couch and I'm not being able to do things. I feel guilty that all these promises that I would have made myself at the new year when I said, when I get to 21, it's gonna be different. And they feel guilty because it's not different. It's becoming the same as it was before. It's kind of like when we make the New Year's resolution, you know, we all make them. <laughs> and, you know, we all go, yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And then what happens is it's like, Bleh, you know? Um, some of us did some of them, but we didn't do maybe others. And the point is so many of us right now are feeling that guilt. Or like the, the person who's self-employed feeling guilty because he said, you know what, I thought with this time off I was going to do a new website and write blogs and upskill and do this and whatever else. And I signed up to a course and I did none of it. And I'm still sitting at home. You know, guilt is a real problem I'm seeing with this uh, lockdown and so to speak. And I'm not seeing many people talk about it, you know. But let me explain real quick the difference between shame and guilt. Because the difference between shame and guilt, shame is feeling bad about who you are. Guilt is feeling bad about something you did or didn't do. And a lot of that guilt right now is, I didn't do this, this, and this, or I'm not being able to look after these kids. I can't get an error of homeschooling in without there being something going on, some shouting, some fight, some problem at the kitchen table. And then there's relationships. Relationships are getting pressed because you say, you know, we had a great relationship with lockdown. Like I mentioned before, um, on my stories about 120 something percent increase in um, divorce applications in the UK. That's madness. Now their applications doesn't mean they're all going through but the point is that lockdown has pressed us and pushed us and really squeezed us and I think we've had to deal with a whole lot of stuff that we didn't see coming and we hopefully will never have to deal with again. But I don't know about you, it's all been a learning experience. It's been a learning experience. Half the problem is we're setting these things to hit. We kind of say, you know, this is what I should be doing. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. This is what I should be doing. We're setting a bar high. And then what happens is the day comes along. You feel emotionally or physically or mentally or whatever drained. And it doesn't get done. But I want you to do this. I want you to make one little reel with yourself before we go anywhere. And I always, you know, when, I, when I'm helping people or whatever. And even with myself, when I get it wrong or make mistakes or just drop the ball. You sometimes have to say, you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to not feel guilty anymore. We're too hard on ourselves, guys. We are way too hard on ourselves. We're trying to achieve the summit of Everest. We haven't even got the base camp yet. The reality is this, is that we're all being so hard on ourselves. You've got to let yourself say, you know what? I'm going to give myself permission to not feel guilty about, say, the nine hours or not making the dinner or not being the best teacher at home or, or not doing all the things I said I would do. I'm going to give myself permission to say, you know what? That's the end of that. Because guilt doesn't just apply when it comes to lockdown. Uh, and I'm not only talking about guilt tonight, I just want to touch on it because it's really, really, I think it's relevant. If I asked you, right, two years ago, what would you like more of or what would you change? What would we all say? We'd like more time off. <laughs> We're too busy. We're doing too much. Well, I tell you what, we got it in buckets, right? <laughs> we got it in buckets. And I'm laughing, right? Because I would be crying because, I mean, I work for myself and this year has, you know, one of our businesses has been decimated um, because of what's going on. But it will come back, please, God. Um, and, and, and I know that, I don't know when it will, but I know it will. That's the good, the good thing and hold on to it. That's hope is a powerful thing. The need for productivity, you see, because we put ourselves in a position where so many of us were used to this fast lifestyle. But you know what, do you ever stop to think and say, I'm not saying lockdown is what we want, or you know, but I'm not saying what we used to have was the thing. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle and maybe we're learning the both sides of the scale and we might have to come back to center when this thing is all over and realize, right, I was too fast, lockdown was too slow. Now I have my happy center, my happy medium. 
but the guilt of trying to keep up. You've got to start giving yourself permission to not feel guilty anymore. I know I said that, but you've got to get that. You nearly have to say it out loud. I give myself permission to not feel guilty anymore. And if I stay in bed for six hours or nine hours and I do nothing that day, that's just the way it is. I am not feeling guilty anymore. I just don't have to repeat that the next day. Because some, some days your body needs stuff. Some days it doesn't. You know, some days you might need more rest. Some day, whatever the case may be. And you might say, but there's no excuse for staying in bed nine hours, Mark, whatever else. Listen, it's a pandemic. It's a lockdown. And you know what? If that's what you feel is right for you at that time, well, then you go and do it. Just don't make it every day. You know, that's the key. So give yourself that bit of grace to not be perfect. But we're going to talk about the guilt. We're going to talk about how to deal with that and other things. And I'll show you where it starts, but I'm going to show you a little story. And the story kind of, when I say story, it's a true story about me. And it's what I learned. Um, and it, it, the story is simple. It's not even a story. It's just something that happens when we're all kids. When I was younger, and you know the way loads of us, right? We'd, we'd measure our height and, you know, Maybe it's up against a doorpost or whatever. In our instance, it was kind of like a, a door frame and a little not little marker to measure your height. And I remember we'd measure our height and it became like a thing, like, okay, let's check our heights today. Let's check our heights today. And it would be just so small. It would be tiny, tiny, tiny little amounts. And you'd be kind of like, oh, that's that's cool. It's, it's only a little bit. And it would be very marginal. And you, you wouldn't even notice, like, it was barely noticeable in a week. You wouldn't grow that much in a week. You wouldn't grow that much in two weeks, right? I used to measure my height and my dad would do it and you measure your height and you goes, oh, a few little mil and it wouldn't feel like much. And because you kind of didn't really notice the growing, you kind of got a bit frustrated because you're like, oh, I wish it was more, you know? And then you'd have a sibling who, who grew a little bit more. Or, 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 or then you go to your friends. I had a friend of mine who was much taller, he was taller than me, he was my cousin, he was taller than me. And I remember going to his house, seeing his markings and I was like, oh my goodness, he's, he's grown so much. You know, and, like, and I go, and it wasn't even a competitive thing. It's just, you wanted to grow and you just loved seeing the growth. And the thing about it is, it wasn't until I stood back and I looked at how far I had come and I looked at down when the measurements were here. I'm watching the little macro here, the micro, the little things like this, but it wasn't until I took a step back and I looked at, you used to be here, Mark, now you're here, you know? And it was only a silly thing like height, not much importance. But to me, it was like, oh my God, when I stood back, I could see how much I've grown. But when I watched it on the daily, when I watched it on the weekly, I didn't really see much. And, and it was a lesson I always remember learning because my dad said, well, step back and now look at how much you've come. And it wasn't until I took in the whole lot, the whole process, the whole journey, the whole, you know, all of the years, I realized, oh my goodness, I've grown loads. Because you know, when you're grown, you feel like the clothes are getting too small, not that you're grown too big. Do you know what I mean? You feel like, oh, these must have shrunk, especially when it's the waistline, <laughs> right? Maybe it is, uh, maybe they did shrink. I like to think they are. But my point is, right, we get to a stage where we don't realize you know, we've grown taller or we've grown any which way. We just find something's a little bit tighter. Something's a little not fitting so well. And it's a bit uncomfortable. We're not realizing it, but it's uncomfortable. It's just kind of like lockdown. I know. And it's just kind of like life in general. We don't realize how much we've grown until we step back now and say, well, if I, you, are you the same person you were back in February, 2020? Are you the same person? Are you, have you come, have you grown? I know it feels frustrating that the clothes are getting even tighter and the situation feels more, should we say, on top of you. But when you start to look back and say, hang on a minute, you're grown too. It's not the situation getting smaller. It's just you're grown too. And what grows in us is frustration. And what grows in us is, is, is the need to do better and get through this thing. But what also is, if you just actually look at you and, and, and look at you, you'll see, well, how much have I grown? And you'll start to realize, you know what? I've actually grown quite a bit. And this is our mistake. 
And this is why a lot of guilt comes in, right? And I've learned this myself. I remember lear- I've learned this so many times. I remember, <clears throat> I remember I was at a, a seminar. I, I was due to speak and the speaker on before me was so good at speaking. Like, I know this guy's doing it years and his point's going to be so good. And I was like, oh, I have to follow him. I'm like, how am I going to follow him? <clears throat> and the insecurity came in uh, or, or tried to come in of, oh, listen, you're not going to be able to do this. This guy is the hot shot and you're going to be following him. It's like following someone who does something, following, you know, you know, when someone says, how can I follow that? That was me. And I remember going, man, this guy is so good. Look the way he did this. Look the way he did that. And I, I was totally looking at what he was doing. I was totally comparing how he did it. And because I compared how he was doing it, I started to undermine how I'm doing it. I get up and I do my thing, my talk or whatnot. And at the lunch break, he comes over to me and he says, man, I, when I heard you were coming up after me, I was a bit nervous because I seen how you did that thing last year. And I was like, oh man, I can't follow. I don't want to be in front of him. He goes, actually, I was actually after you. And I said, oh, I'll put me before Mark, not after. And I was like, like, I was like humbled. But isn't it amazing the way we all do that? And this guy was an amazing speaker. But the point is this, is that we sometimes are wanting to get through something or wanting to see success, but we're using the wrong measuring stick. We're using someone else, someone else's measuring stick. And as soon as we start to use that, we become disappointed. Because I, I thought I was growing a good bit when I was measuring my own measurements at home. But when I went to my cousin's house, who was taller, I felt like I wasn't growing at all because he was growing so much. And it's just kind of like homeschooling. You know, we see the, the mummy groups and the people who are doing so well on, at homeschooling. We see people who are working for themselves and they're doing all this kind of back end stuff and achieving loads of stuff. And then we start to measure aerosics where we want to move forward, but we're using their yardstick instead of using our own because we compare ourselves too much to other people. And this is one of the points we get guilty of because we say, oh, I can't do as good as that. We sometimes get caught keeping up with the Joneses. They say comparison is the thief of joy. And isn't it so true though? You know, we're happy until we compare. We're happy till we start looking at others. We're happy till we start to see, oh, they're doing it better than me. And it's not even that they're doing it better. It's just they're doing it different to you. And you think different looks better because it's not your way. Do you ever get that? And we all do it because we're human beings. You know, we're social creatures. We, we, we walk into a group or, or, or online or offline and we, we observe. And, but the reality is, is this, you know, and I, have, I always tell people, I always say, you got to stay in your lane. You know, if, if, if we, we will love the car we're in, right? All right. So, I mean, I love cars. So I'm in a car and I'm flying along. I remember going to the auto band in Italy and you can do whatever speed you like. And I was like, this, I'm flying it here. This is brilliant. And then a car comes along and goes like, boom. And I'm like, now I feel like I'm going slow. I wasn't going slow, but if I compare it to him, it could look like I'm going slow. But the thing is, I was going at my car's pace, or should I say I was going at my pace. And that's the key with this, 100%, especially when we look at social media and influencers and all that. Exactly, we gotta keep it real. Remember, what we see online is only a portion of that person's life. We don't know all of what they're going through. You know, and I'm fortunate enough that I work with a lot of people who would be online and different things. And, and I know it's always true is that, you know, people will have this persona online and that's who they are online. And that's, you know, true to them. But there's so much more to life that they don't put online. And because, you know, they shouldn't have to. And the same is true for us. We only take this, the, the, should we say, the snapshots. It's kind of like, like a movie. It's kind of like just freezing a frame that looks amazing and happy. Just a freeze frame of someone else's life. That's kind of what Instagram is. It's like a freeze frame of one moment in time and maybe everyone was happy and it was all cool. But we all know that those frames come and those frames go. And what I know about this is, and I always share this with people, is that, you know what? Good times don't last. And you're thinking, okay. Because, and also, bad times don't last. So whenever you feel like, when will this end? Remember, good times don't last forever and neither do bad times and it will end someday. But let's keep, let's keep moving on. Um, because when we're in this situation, I always think, you know, we're kind of in a process right now. 
And it's a process where we're figuring stuff out about ourselves, but we've got to learn to stay in our lane. And some people are going faster, some people are going slower, nicer cars, bigger cars, whatever the case may be, but we got to stay in our, our little car and stay at our little pace. You know, I remember hearing this before, a family member who, who, um, who has autism. And I remember when they said, so you had, when they got to the age, others were, other kids that age were talking normal and so forth. And this person hadn't spoke yet. And then what happens is they spoke a word. They spoke a word. Now, they weren't speaking when, when everyone else's kids were speaking. They weren't able to communicate like every other kid was communicating. They were suffering with autism. But the point is they spoke a word. It was a celebration. Now, if we compare on the world of academia, they say, well, the child only spoke a word and other kids are up here moving forward at the same age. No, that's not what it's about. The child spoke a word. They weren't speaking a word last week. And when I'm saying that, I say it to encourage it because I know we sometimes have to make sure we're not using someone else's yardstick to measure compare to our own yardstick. Stay in your lane. Measure your notches on the wall. You see, I, could, I was thinking, I could like, come on here and I talk about it's great people like, you know, Bear Grylls who had broke his back and was when he was lying on his back in his bed, they said, you may never walk again. And there was a picture of Mount Everest in his, in his, um, in his room, back broken from a parachute accident. And he's looking at Mount Everest. He said, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. And he said, you may not walk again. Never mind, go to a mountain. He says, I'm climbing Mount Everest, even if I have to crawl it. And he had this determination. Is that we all know Bear Grylls. He was the youngest man to ever climb uh, Everest successfully. His back obviously healed and we know him from TV and so forth. Amazing story. I was thinking, well, I talk all about him. What about Victor Frankl, who was in three concentration camps and was, was discovered how to hold on to hope when he could have been killed the next day? I said, I won't talk about him. And then I was talking about, I was talking about Colonel Sanders, who, who, when he was in his 60s, only then did he decide to, Colonel Sanders, KFC, only then in his 60s did he try and go out and work for himself. And he had this recipe and he got no after no after no after no. Do you ever find day after day after day when you're trying to go after something or exercise, it's not, and you didn't do it, you didn't do it, you didn't do it. You know what happened to me? He said this, he goes, I got so many no's. And this is kind of good if you're an entrepreneur or whatever. He said, I got so many no's, no's got easy. He got used to getting told, no, we don't want your, your recipe. We don't think it's anything of value until he got his yes and KFC became a, a phenomenon and he became very wealthy. Um, and, I, and those are those cool stories. <clears throat> but the real stories, the real stories is your story. And what I want you to do is I want you to think, what's one great thing, one good thing? I remember hearing um, uh, a speaker guy, he said this and uh, he said, I want you to find one great thing about lockdown or over the last year there's been loads of bad things but start try and find one great thing and I was like that's hard to do but then when I sat back and I kind of thought about it I said you know what there are some great things I can find there are some great things that I can think about there are some should I say success stories I'm not saying we're where we want to be but what I will say is we're not where we used to be and in life you know, you might say, if you told me last year in February, March that I'm going to have to put up with this for another year or more, you probably would have said, I won't be able. But look, here you are now. Here you are now tonight. So we're not where we want to be. We don't want to remain in lockdown, but we're not where we used to be as people. And we've learned stuff along the way. The good and maybe some bad, but we've learned stuff along the way. The point is we've grown. And I want you to start looking at your life and say, and see over the last year and go, you know, what was great in it? What good happened? What came from it? What is one of the great things that happened about lockdown? There's probably 99 bad things like Colonel Sanders, all the, all the negatives were there. <clears throat> he got used to the negatives. He was just looking for one positive yes. That's all he wanted. And for us, we can get to that same place. 
So I'm saying to you, start looking back and say, you know what, what good things have I done? Here's my little benchmark. And we don't look on the micro anymore. Start looking at it and go, but hang on, when I take a step back, Mark, I've come a whole long way. And what about going back into 2019 or 2018 or 27 and start looking back through your life and start looking back at our wins, our successes and the things we've gotten through and come out the other side. You know, we can talk about, like I say, all those big heroes of life and those big, who all wrote these amazing biographies and more power to them. But you have a, a biography in you. You've come through your successes. So rather than trying to get inspiration from someone else, start getting it from your within yourself because you've done stuff. You've gone through stuff. You're out the other side. We all have a story, but you're here now. And I wanted to talk tonight all about that because I all think we need to just have that little bit of encouragement. And people say, oh, but my mindset is so negative and my stuff. Well, I'm going to give you something that might help that. And this is how it starts, right? Sometimes it, they say it only takes a, a small leak to sink a ship. And I know my own little example was this. We had a little, um, little kind of a, a seal was gone in a car, you, like a little in the rubber. There was like a, a hairline crack in that rubber. You couldn't even see that crack, right? You, you had to really kind of mess with the rubber and whatnot. And you had to really, really see that crack. But before we knew the crack was there, we noticed the car was filling up. The windows were kind of condensing, like, you know, condensation. And there was a damp smell and there was a little bit of water. And we're like, what's going on in this car? What, what is this all about? We couldn't find out what it was. And we examined and we examined and we examined and we realized it was just a little crack that was letting in water or condensation, whatever they get, because whenever it would rain and that would build up and build up and build up. And eventually it would, if I, we had a left it, it, it could have destroyed the internal, uh, the inside of that car. A tiny little crack. And that's kind of what can happen when we fall into a, a, a bad routine or we fall out of routine or we, we, uh, we get that guilt or we feel bad or we feel sad or we feel low. That's kind of like that little crack gets in on us. Maybe it was lockdown one, kind of got in. Maybe maybe start filling up kind of some negative vibes in your life or whatever. Maybe lockdown two, then let in a little bit more. That little crack that was cracked. And then by lockdown three, you feel all despair. You feel like it's destroying me from the inside out. But what I want to share with you is this, and this is kind of a good way of seeing it, because it's not about conquering Everest. It's sometimes just about getting to base camp. It's just about starting off, uh, you know, something. Um, and I always kind of say it's like this. If you ever got a seed, you know, like a seed to plant a plant or plant a tree, we'll say a tree. But if you get like an acorn or, or, or a seed or a chestnut, a seed is really, really small. But a seed, I only learned the other night, we were watching the show. He's transforming gardens and he said, you know, a seed will only be as good as the soil it goes into. And I was like, ooh, that's good. Okay, didn't know that, you know, novice gardener over here. I remember for this summer. And he said, it's only good then once it's watered and, and fed and looked after. I kind of got from that and I said, you know what? And I've, and I've shared a video on my feed before about this, but it, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I hope you and catch this, right? Catch this. Because this is for anyone out there who's going like, where do I start, Mark? I just want to, where do I start? Well, here's, here's the theory behind it. Here's the part of, or should I say, here's the piece of the pie that might just make a whole lot of sense. If you see that soil like your mindset, now, maybe there's a few weeds that need removing, or a few, as I'd say, limiting beliefs. You know, I speak to a lot of people and a lot of the time it comes up, it's a common problem for people. They say, I'm not enough. And maybe there's a couple of narratives going on, like, oh, this is lockdown, another day. This is horrible, this is horrendous. I'm stressed, I'm bored, I can't do anything. All of the luxuries of life gone, taken away. And maybe that's the narrative that's going on in that little pot, or shall I say, your mindset. It only takes a little seed, a tiny little thing to be planted in that pot to start to make a difference. But how it makes a difference is when we water it and when we feed it and when we start to look after it. And that's what happens to us. You see, a seed can be like a, a new thought pattern or it can be like something little positive or I'm gonna walk and do the thousand steps today. Forget the 10, I'll start with the doing a thousand steps or two or three. I'll start there. 
Or it could be something like, you know, every time I, when I hear that, I'm not enough, that old weed, I'm gonna answer, uh, when, when I hear that I'm not enough, I'm gonna reply with, no, yes, I am. No, yes, I am. No, yes, I am. Or whatever it might be. Or, but what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, so what if that happens? You know, and even if it does, I'll get through because I've come through stuff before. And start not letting those weeds fester, those little, those seeds that we don't want. But instead, those little seeds of hope, those words that we speak to ourselves. And you know what words are like? Words are like the water. You know, I always, I, I always think in like imagery. So that's how I roll. <laughs> but that, so that new idea of I'm going to walk a thousand steps or I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to just do two hours with the kids because if we get to two hours, I'll be happy. At the moment, we're on an hour and a half with homeschooling. I'll be happy with that. Whatever, or, or, you know, if I just do one little piece on my blog, on my website, I'll feel a little bit better, you know, now that I'm off work and I'm no, I, I, I'm stuck at home, but that self-employed person, just do one little thing. And that can be that little seed and put, and get that in your head. But what you do is you got to water it. You got to keep, and words are like water. You got to keep saying, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick to this. And every negative that comes in is like a weed. And you got to get that weed out by saying, you know what? No. And consistency is your friend. Consistency is key. And discipline is everything. And you're just going to get consistent with that little thing, that little seed. And you might not feel any different for a while. You might not feel like the soil looks the same. Mark, I still feel brutal in the morning. <laughs> and you might feel brutal for a while. And it might be a few days or weeks. It doesn't matter how long, but you might not feel like there's anything happening whatsoever. But you're going to keep watering with, no, I'll get through this. But you don't have a plan. How are you going to get through it? I'm going to get through this. Because I'd rather think I'll get through this than thinking I won't. And I'll hold on to hope. And, it, and, and when it's going to end, I don't know when it's going to end, but it'll, I'll be here as long as it takes. And when I get through it, I'm going to have a new appreciation in life. And I said, but how are you staying so positive? Because I'm looking at my little wins, at my little successes, and how far I've come over this process, how far I've come in my life. And I'm not going to stop now with those little notches. I'm not going to look at the little notches. And, and if we did make any progress this week, or do we make it a little bit more? I'm not looking at that anymore. What I'm actually looking at is, and look at how far I've come. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm in the process. The process we call the lockdown at the minute. For me, it's self self-growth or whatever you want to call it and you're going to keep watering yourself with that kind of thing and you know what I'm going with this is that little seed is going to one day bear fruit and it's going to start to grow and that's how your mindset then gets should we say replenished and and the more you water it the more you look after it the more you say okay I'm pulling out them weeds I'm pulling out that negative talk I'm starting to work on that stuff because you know what? I know how discouragement goes I know how low feelings go I know how not doing what I want to do I know how all that goes I've done it for six nine months but you know what today I say I'm giving up on being feeling guilty forget the past and all that guilty stuff I'm looking at how far I'm com I've come and I'm going to start to look at the wins start to add up the wins so I can start moving forward and start feeling that little bit happier I always say about the one percent rule um, you know, and, and I always think like this, we're not looking to be 10%, 50%, 100%. We're just looking for 1%, you know, and, and if you're in business, there's a little, little thing called the 10 by 10 rule. Um, it's been around years. People talk about it all the time. They say, you know what? People want to say, oh, I need to make a hundred grand this year if I'm going to start this business. And they say, no, no, no. Don't think about a hundred grand. Don't even think about 50 or even 10 grand. Don't even think about a thousand. Just think about 10 euro. And people say, well, I'm not going to live off 10 euro. No, no, you will eventually. What could you do today to make 10 euro? But I'm on lockdown. What, can I, what could you do to make 10 euro? I've seen lots of ideas. We had someone mention earlier how their business has, has blown up. You know, and that's them. That's their lane. They're in their lane. Remember, we're not in their lane. We're in our own little car, in our own little lane, doing what we do suits and works for us. And here's what I can say to you is this. I want you to say, what could you do that would give you, make you a tenner today? Now, could you do that 10 times? That's 100 quid. Could you replicate that 10 times? That's 1,000 quid. Now you might need assistance on this next level, but could you replicate that 10 times? That's 10 grand. Okay, now we're growing, we're moving, we're, we're growing into something. 
Can you replicate that 10 times 10 grand? That's 100 grand. And you know what we're gonna say. Can you replicate that 10 times with the staff, with the people, with all the thing, and now you've hit a million. And you're like, well, Mark, that sounds really simple. No, no, but it, it starts with the tenor. And here's what I wanted to say, and we said this at the start, we sometimes try and do way too much. And we put all this pressure on us. And we saw all these pictures online and of everyone winning life. And we want to try and do too much. No, no, no. It's about the 1%. It's about the tenor. It's about the baby steps. You're in your car in your lane. I don't know what you call your car, but whatever you call it, that's your car in your lane. And there's going to be people overtake it. There's going to be people going slower, but we're not interested in those cars. We're interested in what we're tuned into here because we're busy watering this little seed. I'm not... I'm not comparing my garden to Darren McGavin's garden. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my little seed, which is my little, I'm telling myself, you know, maybe it's just one little thought that gets you every day, like I'm not enough. Or one little thought, like I just feel guilty today. Or, or something just negative, like I feel fat because I'm eating so much. You know, and lockdown is, you've all, we've all drank a bit and ate a bit more than we would have liked, but sure, you know what? Tomorrow's a new day. The point is, if we do the same thing over and over and over again, we get the same results. But what if we said, you know what, I'm gonna to start to make little changes. And, and pick one thing, one thing that you don't like about your day, or one even thought, not even think, one even thought and go, right, I'm gonna to start to replace that thought. When I think I'm not enough, I'm gonna answer that. When I think feel guilty, I'm gonna answer that and say, no, no, I gave my permission. I gave myself permission to drop that guilt and move on with my life. And start reminding yourselves of where you've come, the little wins. Because I always say it like this, is that for so many of us, we're going through this thing and we're going through what we call this lockdown or whatever, but it is a process. You know, it's, it's and we don't know the end. We don't know, there's no manual. There's no, there's no map, you know. Um, but I, I, you know, you've probably heard it said before that, you know, it's, it's, it's not the destination. It's, it's, it's the journey, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, I've heard that used before and whatever. But you know what, we, we only learn through failure. And I'm sure you've, you know, probably like us all, we've all dropped the ball. We've all not been as good as we could have been or whatever. We've all made mistakes and, and we've all had our pajama days and felt a bit guilty about it the next day and not even cooked the dinner. You know, the, you know, your partner's coming home or whatever else or you're just on the way home from, um, from work if you're in work or whatever and you're kind of saying, nah, I'll just buy a chipper, I'll just get a takeaway. You know, we've all had those days. Do you know what? I, I'm saying to you, give yourself permission to have those days because you know what? That's a day, it's not the week. You know, I know you say, oh, but Mark, I've been like that now for seven weeks or whatever, six weeks, I've just been, listen, it's, let's start now. The one, the little seed. We're not saying it's gonna transform everything. It's not gonna, like mindset is like a garden. It doesn't just transform overnight, you know, but you gotta water it. You gotta keep, keep looking and nurturing and looking after your mindset and start with one thing. And it's, it's like, how do I make a million? No, no, how can you make a tenner? You start there, you start, you know, small. Um, because one thing I know is that You've got to start measuring the little wins, the things that were that you have done good, and start focusing on the, the what was great about lockdown. Maybe you can find one thing, what was good about lockdown. Maybe one thing. Give yourself a bit of grace. Allow yourself to you know feel like ah listen I'm gonna do nothing today. It's all okay because we're setting this measuring stick up here. We feel guilty because we feel that we're probably comparing ourselves to someone else. And remember, comparison is the thief of joy. And we're looking at other people, but you know what? The only person you need to start looking at or remain looking at is your car, your lane, what you're feeding yourself with, that little plant, that's all what it's about. Remember, it's about how far you've come. It's about that you're not still where you used to be. I've seen people trying to do too much, you know, and then I've seen people who aren't able to do anything. But the thing is, you've got to ask yourself and say, well, what can I start to do to, to, to feel a little bit better? You know, and, and I wanted to come on and just kind of give that little bit of, you know, 
encouragement and say it's okay. For a lot of us, we've kind of gone on this a bit of self-discovery a little bit more. A lot of us have gone into personal growth and whatnot and we don't always like what we see and, and whatever else have you. But the reality is, the point is, you're not maybe not gonna change everything overnight, but the point is you started. I wanna say to you is, and I hope this has been encouragement, um, I'd love your feedback and I hope it's helped. Because sometimes we need to hear, listen, it's okay, you're doing well. You've come a long way. Look at how far you've come. Stay in your lane, go at your pace. And that's what will keep you there through it. Don't be comparing like, you know, the other people. Stay in your lane. And that's what it's all about. You've come a long way. Um, you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be either. Guys, I hope it's been helpful. And um, I'd appreciate, of course, share this with anyone who needs it. A lot of what I share with you guys, I'll be straight honest with you. It's stuff I've learned myself. Sometimes the easy way, but more often than not, it's the hard way. So I only share, I'm speaking from the heart, not necessarily from the mind, um, if I'm being honest with you guys. Thanks. It's the small things that matter. And I always say this, it's the little wins we look at. And it's just like when that child spoke one word, you had other kids the same age speaking sentences, but that one word was like winning the lotto. And you just look for your little wins in your little car, in your lane, and you stay in that lane. And you know what? We'll, we will get through this. It's going to take as long as it takes. But when we start watering our mindsets, you know, that little seed and looking after ourselves, you know what? We will feel a little bit better. And it's those little wins we're looking for. We're not looking to change the world. We're just looking to change ourselves one little bit at a time. So that is it for today. And I do want to say thank you so much to everyone who has done this. Or if you haven't done it yet, but what I'm talking about is when you screenshot the podcast and you tag me in your Insta stories or Facebook stories, I love that. It's so encouraging to see. And it, of course, help gets the word out there that this podcast is there just to simply help people. Of course, if you want to connect with me on Instagram, make sure you head over there. Uh, markfennel.ie is my handle on Instagram. The same uh, is also true for my website. It's www.markfennel.ie. That's two N's and two L's. Make sure you connect, get in touch, check out the resources page, find the courses, seminars, things that are going on. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you head to markfennel.ie and sign up to my free newsletter. I've got some goodies in there as well. So you can keep in touch about all of the latest and greatest things that are happening in the world of personal and business development coaching. On that note, you've been great. I've been Mark Fennel and this is the podcast called This Adult Life. Have a great day.